I'm going to say good evening then, but it could be any time of day. Uh, welcome to the September episode of Sheffield Hopcast. Uh, I'm Adam. We've not got James today. He's um, swanning off around the globe. I think he was in Canada the other day. I don't know. Is he off to Germany again this week? I don't know. I think, I think swanning, swanning around the globe, yeah. But I think for some reason he's in Gainsborough tonight. In, Is he? So he's watching some non-league that's football. An odd- it's an odd transition from Canada to where's he going tomorrow? I've, I've, I'm sure he said he was going back to Germany at some point, but um, yeah, I saw yeah. him at Niagara Falls or something yesterday or day before, and now he's in Gainsborough. So there you go. Um, so yeah, you've heard Sean. Sean, are you all right today? A few technical think, hitches. Yeah. We're, we're back on Zoom. I didn't want to have to point out, but um, yeah, yeah we, we, we forgot. Go on, Sean. I'd forgotten how to use it. And so, I, I, to be fair, I, I was uh, selling beer in our shop just over an hour ago. So I've managed to um, restock up and then rush home. And then I thought, I better just plug my computer in and forgot that Zoom probably has changed probably in the last changed, year yeah. or two. So, yeah. So yeah, I'm, that I'm on one, it one of the reasons, yeah, one of the reasons we couldn't quite nail down a date, and James being away, we didn't want to let everyone down. We thought we'd still throw in an episode for for September, um, even even though it's just the three of us, and it might be short. But back on Zoom, Sean's updated his uh, firmware, whatever. So have I, Laura. How are you? Was your Zoom updates all good? Yeah, they all went through swimmingly. <laughs> I did say it does feel very 2020, this doesn't it? Where there's all kind of gesticulating at the screen and stuff, but yeah, good that we've been able to fit something in. Yeah, it's worrying me that that time is not there. Like, usually, kind of watching it, like going right on well, the next 40 minutes, we need to be wrapping up, but now it's just it says 40 minutes we've got, but I ain't got a clue. We've took 10 minutes sorting Sean out, so we might be able to squeeze a half an hour in for everybody. Or we, we through the um. The wizardry and magic of editing, we could always start a, a fresh one, and you'll never know that we stopped and started. Um, so yeah, um, should we should we should we go around what beers have we, have we chosen some beers for tonight? Shall I start? I've got a choice of two, so I'm going to let you guys pick. Mine are kind of the geographically linked, and just I don't know. I'm finding now in September it's getting a bit colder. I'm kind of I'm kind of craving that nice wintry autumn walk and then dropping in at a pub and having something a bit just nice and easy. And um, one of them on my trail, living on the edge of Peak District, is either my local at Wisewood or if I've, you know if we've been out on a weekend walk, maybe dropping at Nags Head. And I've just been craving something a bit brown, so. I've gone quite. I'm saying I'm not going to pull it down as a basic, but I've, I've pulled out a brown cow by um, by Bradfield. It's just something that I never, I've never really drunk much of in past. But but I've had a couple recently and actually quite enjoyed them. And I've not had it in bottle since probably I don't know 15 years or something. And my other my other cho- choice is it's a Loxley and Stannery Brewing Co collaboration called North by Southwest. Um, I believe they're in the southwest in Devon. I've I've had a couple. I think they've had a couple of their beers on at the Wisewood, and I think maybe that's where it's, this kind of collaborations come about. But I've had this on keg a couple of times, and it's been pretty good. So four point eight percent DDH, New England IPA, well pale ale. So they're my I choices. Think, uh, the what collaboration you... on that one, Dave Woodhead, who's the brewer at uh, at Loxley, his brother lives down in uh, Devon. Yeah, and so is uh, is friends with lots of brewers around that area, and so I think he is the link to Stannery because uh, 
we got some stannery cans in either earlier this year or late last year and that that again came from that that particular contact so oh, there you go. Yeah, Dave's, Dave's brother is that lives down in devon lives uh he may even listen to this actually i think he, he does he lives, uh, yeah uh, 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 a lovely life down there and uh, they love the beers love getting out and about you know sam weber really well um and um it it, it all it all comes from that we sold it. I was going to vote for the other one. Oh, for brown cow. <laughs> okay. What do you, Laura? It's up to you. What do you, what do you want me to drink? Well, I mean, mind for cracker both up and but let's. Knowing what Sean's got to drink and knowing what I'm going to talk about for my beer, there's a bit of a collaboration theme okay. that none of us intended. So I think you should go for the collab one. Yeah. Yeah. Just Good. to be in the theme. I'll keep my brown cow for under a blanket or something when it's cold or something in a couple of days' time. Uh, That's it. I'll crack that one open. So, uh, sugar to you, Laura. What you got then? So, the beer I've got isn't a collaboration, but it is (laughs) talk about a collaboration and a collaboration event. So, I've got um, a black lager from Utopian, who are also down near Exeter Way. Um. And they make some amazing lagers. Um, I got this beer because um, through work at Abbeydale, we're participating in Collabageddon this year, which is an event hopes that um, Andy and Ruth at Elusive Brewing kind of coordinate. Um, so it's Elusive and um, 11 other breweries. And each brewery hosts a home collab and an away collab. And then all 12 of the beers launch simultaneously. Um, and we're involved in it this year, which is really, really exciting. And the brewery that we made the Away collab with us was Utopian. Um, oh, cool. So they sent us a box of beers uh, just as like a excited to work with you. And this is, this is the one that I got out of it. Um, so I'm really looking forward to trying it. Um, we've already been down there. I didn't get to go, unfortunately. Um, but our brewer, Jamie, went down, um, had a brilliant day at their beautiful, shiny brewery. Um, really nice bunch of people. Um, and, yeah, I'm excited to try it. We've, we've made a Nelson Sovin hot lager down there. Um, and next week, so... Um, yeah, end of next week, we're hosting our home collab, which is with Good Chemistry Brewing from Bristol, um, which I'm also really excited about. Um, it's The event itself is still a while away. Um, it's on the 17th of November. Um, and the Sheffield launch event is at the Rutland Arms. Uh, so I can talk a bit more about it next month as well, but you can find all the details of all the breweries that are involved and all the beers that everyone is making and all of the other venues if you're listening and you're not in Sheffield there's loads of places around the country uh, who'll be pouring all of the beers um, so head to Elusive's blog um, and you'll find all the details so yeah love a, so I'm love a black gonna... lager love a yeah. black lager don't, you don't so, see them much do you no you don't so I'm actually going to open it now I've spent all that oh. time waffling on Small okay. can is that a small can? I thought they. Yeah, it's a, they do. I think they do both. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they very kindly sent us some beers, didn't they? A few, a couple. Maybe I don't know. Was it? It might have been in lockdown actually. 
um and we shared them out between us didn't we so yeah. um yeah good good brewery really good sort of lagers and stuff so yeah and just those like slightly different you know those different takes on different styles of light lager as well so yeah black lager being one of those but yeah look forward to hearing how that is shawnee boy what you got before I, I come on to the beer, actually, I'm going to link into something just to show that we're, yeah. we're all, it's a seamless production as this. I'm going to link into something that Laura's um, not only do um, elusive brew uh, an amazing, amazing range of, 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 of different styles of beers, obviously very much um, renowned for their old school West Coasters and hoppy bitterness, but they, they do all sorts. But not only do they do that, not only do they, Organise collaborations and do lots of other things. Part of their their um, annual sort of service to beer is also to support uh, home brewers. Andy, I believe, was a very successful home brewer before um, uh, deciding to set up his his own brewery. And so they have a um, a national competition for home brewers and um, get home brewers to submit beers, seriously judged, and all the rest of it. And to cut a long story short, um, two of our customers, um, out of the blue, um, appeared on the uh, elusive feed a couple of weeks ago. Ben and Brendan, really good lads, live in the Durham Valley actually, and um, um, managed to win with a, a, their American Pale Ale. Mm. So they've won a national competition organised and run by um, Elusive, and so they are very excited feeling very fortunate to be going to um, brew their beer commercially um, with Elusive um, for a, a, a commercial national release. So I'll be talking to the lads, the listeners, um, to Sheffield as well, and um, the likely um, date for brewing at the moment is, is no better than the new year, is what I've been told. I've talked to Ruth a lot It'll be so they've agreed from the podcast to talk about the homebrew initially, beer that they sent for the competition process in the award, um, but then at the same time talk about the live commercial release. So we'll be getting them on at some point just before Christmas or just after Christmas to have a, a bit of a homebrew special. And we might even be able to get somebody from Elusive on as well. I can have a mm. chat with Andy and see whether we did, uh, have we had any of their beers on well. before. Have we ever? Have we ever Elusive. Yeah. If we even have had any of their beers on before. No, I mean we, we've we've stopped them for quite some while at our place, so it will be a shock if I've not had Oregon Trail on here before. Um, well, mm. at the very least, mm. I will have sucked Oregon Trail immediately after <laughs> our, uh, a Sheffield Hotcast. Um, but. Uh, the uh, that that'd be fantastic and it'll be a real great addition actually i think when we uh, they're uh, the good lads they've, they've brought us plenty of home brews over the years and so their american pale is a is a national winner did you sorry um, Sh- sean you went you went a little bit crackly at my end during that not too much to not get the message across but did you do you say they had a, a, a home brewery name or anything or did they just go under their names at the minute um they they don't have a um a their home brewing brand uh, mm. at the moment so mm. uh, um their box with us they're, they're regular savers for years with us so their box is ben and brendan 
and um, they always get when they when they say beer, they always get two, so that they can compare and contrast together. So uh, very cute. Their, their boxes <laughs> are always a mirror image um, of of each other. And Deborah brought home. I was working yesterday. She brought home some beers for us both to have uh, tonight. And just very, very fortunately, she brought home a coalition. And so that's a beer that we've mentioned previously um, on the last edition, probably, that we'd gone down to Abbeydale to brew it, a collaboration between um, Abbeydale, the Moor Market, Hungry Buddha, and Beer Central. And so I've supped lots of it. Lots and lots of us customers have supped lots of it. Lots of traders in the market have supped lots of it. Trader feedback has been really fantastic, actually. A lot of the traders are uh, um, sort of not not necessarily sort of more modern crafty drinkers. And this is, of course, a more modern hazy pale ale. But they've really taken to it. And we've, we've not had a bad word from any trader, which is unusual. Market traders are good at moaning about stuff and being quite <laughs> honest and upfront. Um, but every one of them, without fail, um, seemed to love it. And the staff at the market as well, who work up in the management office, who came down, uh, they've really embraced it. And so it's been it's been amazing to see the uh, the, the love for it within the market. Um, and I know talking to Robin at Abbeydale, who I know is involved in the export stuff, um, that your Italian importer um, has taken a couple of kegs as well, Laura, I believe. So um we're, we're, we're scanning untapped to see where that gets checked in, um, in some Italian bar somewhere. Are they based in the north of Italy? Uh, do they distribute nationally, Laura? Do, do you know? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. So Robin mentioned that the only real way of finding out where that beer ends up, because it goes to a distributor rather than going directly to a bar, is to follow untapped and see where it gets checked in. So I've told that to a few of the traders and some of the, the staff in the market, and that sent them extra crazy. Um, they, they can't wait to see. I'll keep an eye out for you, Sean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they can't wait to see a, a picture of someone uh, checking it in in some bar in, in Italy. So it's... Um, I get really excited really, when people really check the beers in from abroad, because just the, the checking, they just always look so like we've recently started sending some beer to france and just beer reviews yeah. just sound nicer in french <laughs> <laughs> did you um did you manage to convert any like non non-beer drinkers or just curious like yes yeah so uh, abbeydale very very kindly um donated two cases 48 cans for the um staff and traders at the moor market to enjoy and so um, the, the, the traders were really impressed and thankful um, for that. So we handed out cans to people that were non-beer drinkers as well as people who were normal customers of ours from the market as well. And, uh, and the, the, again, some, some who, who, uh, we gave a can to who wouldn't normally drink beer or that type of beer particularly. They, they've been back. They've been back for more. Oh, so, that's great. Yeah, it, it really surprised me. Um, how big an impression it's made mm. on uh, on people. Like I say, they don't tend to hide any truths uh, working in the market. <laughs> and so um, I don't think anyone's bullshitting. <laughs> you can tell on the face that they've really enjoyed it. Um, I've got a photo shoot with um, one of the butchers tomorrow 
who want a um, beer to go with a, a particular dish that they're preparing with some of their produce. And coalition is a possibility for it. But uh, I saw one of them earlier and they were thinking that they might go for something a bit darker with a beef stew autumnal winter ahead, sort of a carbonade feel. So we might end up doing a, a, a Belgian beer um, for that purpose. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, so I am just about to have a, a slurp of it. So excuse me for one moment. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Really good to uh, listen to Dev's story last month as well. I can remember I took myself for a walk while I was down in uh, Suffolk and uh, it's always nice to listen to it when you're not part of it. It's just interesting to see what kind of comes up. But uh, yeah, um, I have managed to, tr- I, that- I have tried the beer as well recently. So yeah, classic, really good. Um, yeah, but I think the great skill of the beer, unusual, and we should we should honour Jim for this, who wrote the recipe for it. Um, it's got a modern haziness, but it's got a bit of an old-fashioned bitterness to it. So it's rare to see that. Most hazy beers are very soft and juicy and low in bitterness. Most clear beers have got that um, and a higher bitterness of this of this sort of nature. So to combine the two is very unusual and. I can't really think of another beer that perhaps combines that hazy, modern, orange, juicy look with a, a nice old school extra bitterness to it. So it seems odd that no one's really done that before, unless I've mm. forgotten that someone's done that before. Um, it seems odd that they haven't. So I think um, Jim and, and the team at Abbeydale have, have, have dropped onto a, 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 a potentially new style. Hazy but bitter. How many other hazy but bitters we got? Am I just being thick? I don't know. I think you do come across them now and again, but I don't. I don't know. I've not really kind of clocked it as like a different, you know, different style. But you're right. You tend to get it. It's a bit of a hybrid. Um, yeah. yeah. It gives it a real orangey, grapefruity pithiness, and um, is uh, is brilliant. Yeah, really, really fantastic. And the story that we, we that, that for anyone that's not listened to the last episode, uh, I'm sure there are very few people out there that haven't. But for anyone that hasn't, we had a real good chat about Dev, and always really interesting. Uh, to I know you you grew up in Wath, and that's really on the edge, Adam, of of modern modern life. <laughs> yeah, and was quite a challenge for you, I'm sure. But um, listening and talking to someone. And that's grown up in a place like uh, Nepal uh, is, is is again a bit of a unique thing that you, you don't get that chance um, to do that mo- that often. So it was great to hear some of his memories about growing up in Nepal. Yeah, I didn't realise he was in Wath as well. That was a surprise for me. Yeah, there you go. Everything leads back to Wath in the end, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> and to anyone that was listening last month and heard me wobbling on about dumplings for quite a long time... Uh, <laughs> Dev, I don't know how we ended the episode, but I left the market with a big Tupperware full of frozen dumplings that Dev very, very kindly gave to me, which I got home and immediately ate, and they were absolutely delicious. I meant to save some to have with Coalition, but they were too nice, and Jim wanted to share, so... I just ate them. That does answer my question. I was thinking, did you get Dev to knock you some up after like everything be closed <laughs> down? It's like, come on, get it, get your um, get your uh, your 
shop fired back up. I want some dumplings, but give me some frozen yeah. ones. Makes much more yeah, sense. Yeah, some out of freezer, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was uh, very kind of him, and yeah, they were very, very good. So I'd recommend them. That is his moments. I know Chris, uh, this is again another great link, but Chris at uh, at the Rutland is a big fan of Deb's moments and comes in regularly for them into the market. Chris has definitely got at least two, I think he said, casks of this um, to go on. I'm guessing it's not been on yet because I think he would have flagged it up if, if it had gone on. So the Rutland certainly has uh, uh, it, it on cask. And um, to bring everything back to WAF again, Adam, Mm-hmm. Um, the Wath Tap have uh, also had it on uh, in, on cask uh, as well recently. Um, I talked to another um, pub uh, manager recently, which um, embarrassingly now for this episode I can't remember who said they'd also got it in uh, on cask and keg. They were they were going to do a nice contrast with with the two formats. So it seems to have gone down really well. And Sam was saying that it did so really well for the brewery, which is always a relief uh, that something you're involved in has, has, has gone down well for, for, the, for the main business behind it. So good stuff. Real. Well, in true Zoom's, Zoom fashion, we'll, we're going to take a little break to top up our virtual beers and uh, rejoin in a few minutes because we were running out of time on our, uh, on our initial uh, uh, timer. Um, I'll probably edit this bit out, but yeah, we'll... Um, We'll see you after the break. All right, we're back. We're back after uh, rejoining Zoom and its little new new rules about uh, re-recording. But, uh, Did you wash your hands, Adam? Did you wash your hands? I, I, I haven't been to the toilet. I've not moved. No, that surely <laughs> was an excuse to nip off at that bit. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, good. Um, we were just chatting about stuff we've been up to. Laurie, have you been up to a few things, haven't you, in the last month since uh, we last spoke yeah so um it was jim's birthday a couple of weeks ago um but jim was inspired by uh matt curtis has just written a new book about the best pubs and bars in and around manchester um and he um he lives around there and he's not that far from stockport and he was saying about how great stockport is to go and have a few beers so jim was like my birthday day out I'd like to go to Stockport. So that's what we did. Um, doesn't sound like the most exciting place in the world, but we had an absolutely brilliant day. Um, we went to really good range of pubs from, we went to a few of the Robinsons pubs and had you know, just nice, well-looked-after pints of unicorn. I had a pint of Trooper, which is uh, yeah, on, made like, made. on the front of the Good Beer Guide, isn't it, this year, is the, the uh, same kind of image. Um, yeah, just had a really nice potter around. They had, you know, like we had the bears in and around Sheffield. There's Stockport frogs, so we did some frog hunting. Are they really we went, big ones? Are they quite yeah, like, they're massive. down? No, they're pretty big. <laughs> this is an odd <laughs> animal to make a statue out of, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, no, they were really, reptile, yeah, they were really good. Um, we went to um, a couple, we went to a pub called the cracked actor that was kind of like a belgian brown cafe kind of vibe that was really cool uh pub called the magnet which was absolutely brilliant that kind of feels like sort of looks like a working men's club but has an absolutely stonking selection of cask and keg i'm really really friendly 
Um, and we went to Runaways Brewery. Uh, they've got a tap there. Uh, we saw Mark, who um, who runs Runaway, who's fantastic. And my beer of the day is one that I had in Runaway, which was their Grisette. Mm. Uh, which isn't a style I'm normally that fussed about, but it was just like it's contender for beer of the year. It was absolutely phenomenal. I um, thought you nearly got another song in there. We mentioned Iron Maiden, Runs Runaway. Is that is that Run Runaway? Is that a, is that a song? Run Runaway. Your song's called Runaway, isn't there? Yeah, I think it could be the cause. Yeah, it... <laughs> <laughs> had a song called Runaway. That's not the one I'm thinking about. <laughs> Very good. I've never ever had a pint in Stockport, despite uh, a good mate Stevie Bezer. Am I living in Stockport? So, uh, a heat and hops in Stockport, just on the edge of Stockport. Heat and hops, is it? Um, yeah, I think they're just a little bit further out than, than we were able to get. Or, or something it might be uh, might be called. Yeah, uh, yeah, we've been hoping to get there, but it was just a little bit further out. Um, yeah. And the other place, the only pub we've been to in Stockport before, which was when we got had to change trains and had like an hour in between or whatever. We didn't make it to this time, uh, which is the Petersgate Tap, but that's a really yeah. great bar. Um, Tourside uh, have a lot of beers on there and do a lot of events, which seamlessly segues into my other beery trip. <laughs> oh, can I just mention one thing about Stockport, which you might have noticed? Oh, please do. It's got a platform zero, hasn't it, at the station? Did you even notice yeah. that? Yeah. What kind of madness is that? Yeah, well, King, like, King's Cross, like King's Cross has a zero. King's Cross has a zero as well, Adam. It's not new that. Just blew my mind that you got to zero and not just shuffle the numbers around and add another one on the end. Anyway, <laughs> I just made me think of it. So I, I ended up in Stockport Station think... twice within a week, and I've never got off. I've never got off in Stockport before ever and i ended up in the station twice in a week for various train related nonsense but um yeah so yeah sorry you went your second been to yeah went to tour side as well for smoke fest which we last went to in 2019 smoked beer festival as the name niche but sold out almost immediately um yeah that was just a really great day um I think they had 34 beers, I think, and they were all smoked. Uh, some in bottle. They weren't all on, uh, but they had a long cask and keg. Um, so, yeah, got the train through the peaks again to go there and just had another lovely day drinking a enormous variety of smoky things. And my favourite beer there was an Imperial Apricot Wheat Wine, which was smoked. It's all the words, isn't it? It was really good. So, Laura, are all the are all the food vendors at Smokefest smoky foods as well? Yeah, there was a barbecue, um, barbecue thing. We had a really good burger, um, and there was all they were they had a smoking gun so that you could smoke your own food. Uh, and we took we were feeling a little bit festive because it was June's birthday, so we took a packet of smoked stollen. Oh, nice. When you said Christmas, I thought Turkey has gone from <laughs> Sheffield <laughs> to New Mills. Um, yeah, so that leads on to Sheffield's Deal City Beer and Cider Festival, which is coming up in a few weeks' time. Um, 
I believe it's the I think it's the 18th, 17th, 18th, something like that. Um Wednesday, middle of the month, Wednesday yeah. to Wednesday to onwards. So um yeah, looking forward to I will actually be able to go this year, which is good because usually I'm on holiday, but I'm not going until the weekend. Um so yeah, looking forward to going to that for a first time in a couple of years. Sean, are you gonna be helping with the judging again this year? We have a, a range of different tables, different styles, and there is a winner of each style. Um and then uh, those winners of each category style go into the grand final at the end of the uh, the evening, and the winning beer um, uh, comes out of that. True North won it last year, actually. They had a, an IPA whose name um, just that's the one. Yeah, so that uh, um, won the champion beer of Sheffield um, last year. Previous winners have been. Uh, triple Point, Little Critters as well. Their Nutty Ambassador is a previous champion. And so uh, it's a, a, an exciting night. Good laugh. It's the opening night of the festival. Uh, so a good time to go down. The Wednesday night, actually, it's £10 to get in, but you get £10 vouchers for that. So you're not paying anything to get in. You pay your £10 for your vouchers, £3 for your glass, but you can get that back refunded if you want. So in effect, free entry. And then you drink your ten pounds with the beers and buy more vouchers uh, after that if you want. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then the uh, so the Wednesday is a public event as well, by the way. But then the main nights and days are uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and uh, brilliant venue, Killam Island Museum, brilliantly organised um, by uh, by Sheffield Camera. Lots of local breweries involved. I think. Uh, who's doing the keg bar? You've done the keg bar two or three years, I think, Laura, aren't you, at Abbeydale? But it could be Heist, actually, doing the keg bar this year. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have a event bar at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, Heist are playing that and sponsoring that. So uh, it should be a... It's always a, a fantastic event. range of, um, of, of, of cask and keg. Sheffield camera aren't um, afraid of keg. And so a bottle bar as well. I think Pangolin might be involved in some sponsorship on the, uh, um, the, the, the bottles and cans bar. So a real collaborative event and that uh, um, is, a, is always a success. So uh, it's a, um, a venue that really sort of um, fits perfectly for, for this type of event. And Sheffield Camera are experienced at running it down there at Callum Island Museum, and so uh, it's faultless for me. Yeah, I think it's one of them, if 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 you're one of the people turn your nose up at beer festivals, I'm sure there's people out there just like oh, I don't really like to stand in a big hall. It's it's every it's everything that isn't it really, is. isn't it? It's um it's got a bit of everything. You can walk over weird bridges that will join different buildings together, and you got your kind of your engine room bits and all sorts of different kind of you just have a bit of an explore can't you? I don't know whether they still use they probably won't use the mill owners anymore will they maybe they, maybe they still mill owners uh, with it being an actual yeah yeah I'm not sure how that ran last year I think mill owners might have um, either well yeah it's one or the two mill owners actually run it or, or somebody took the bar over I can't remember how that mm. operate, operated last year yeah um, just an interesting place to wander really around is. I think it yeah. keeps your interest yeah. really um, does I think even even if you drag somebody along who's not really into the beer, I'm sure they could find something interesting to. Uh, well, certainly find, yeah. yeah, they'd certainly find a, 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 something interesting to drink. But um, it, aesthetically, I mean, people have always um, 
really raved. Indie Man has always been aesthetically as a beer festival, a good-looking place, swimming pools and changing rooms and the little corridors down yeah. to sauna rooms. That is fantastic. But I think uh, Callum Island Museum, the, the variation from area to area goes even higher. You've got traditional marquees that would be used by lots of beer festivals. But then you've, you've, you've got lovely little rooms, offshoots that you can you can um, drink in and, and learn from as well. You can have a peek at the museum, so it's good. <laughs> well, I think that might just wrap it up tonight then, um, nice and short. But um, So next month, not sure what we'll be doing. We'll probably be doing something at the festival, and we'll kind of make an episode out of that, as we usually do. Um, so, yeah, um, good to see you both via Zoom. Always better in person, but... Um, yeah, we'll try to get something out in the next couple of days. So just keep it in that September. I don't want to miss the month, do we? Um, and we'll speak to you all um, next month. Good night. Good night. Bye.